Welcome to Honestly Uncensored, your monthly wellness retreat with your hosts, Caitlin and Lauren. We will be your monthly wellness retreat, getting honest and downright uncensored on everything wellness. We want to answer what you want to know. Please leave us any comments or questions on our Instagrams at Caitlin Curiosity and at Blissfully Lively. We're so excited to build this community and cannot wait to get honest and uncensored with you all. And welcome back to the Honestly Uncensored podcast with your hosts, Caitlin and Lauren. Woo! Hi, guys. Are, I don't know. We're just so excited to be here. Happy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to release this today, so I'm going to say happy Friday. We're just going to release it today. I'm going to make Friday. it real quick. Woo! We hope you had an amazing week. Um, Lauren, I want, we want to catch up first because I didn't get to ask Lauren how her event was on Sunday. Oh my God. It was freaking awesome. Um, the girl who did the yoga and meditation, her name's Lindsay James. Caitlin, when you come out here, we'll have to take a bar class from her. She's a bar and yoga certified and she is just like, I hated bar. Like I did not like it. And I went to her class and it just like. It's awesome. She's so she is just oh. so infectious, like her personality and just her. She's just like a good soul, you know, like she's just a great person. Um, so she led us through a meditation and yoga flow that was centered around the Mastering Your Mean Girl book from our book club. Mm. So it was so fun. Like she just has a way of like capturing her audience essentially so she just wrote like such an awesome meditation and then we did the yoga um and then we just like had some breakfast bites and all we had all of our donations i took donations for haven which is um a a charity around here for women men and children um sexual and domestic violence so like it was really kind of sad because not a ton of people could come, but we ended up still raising a hundred dollars for the charity, which That's is kind of, I know, which is kind of crazy because only how many, only six people came or could make it to the event. So it just was so, it was, it was just such a great, it was a great morning. It was an awesome way to start a Sunday. And my friend D is so like awesome and she helped me set up and break down everything. So that was really nice and yeah it was so it was so good I can't wait to do more and like have more people you know yes it looked amazing I saw the Instagram live and it looked so good oh thanks oh and I want (laughs) to tell everybody um I just recorded an audio of her meditation so because she gave it to me to release to all blissfully lively newsletter subscribers so that'll be in your inbox on monday morning i just released it and wrote the whole newsletter so if you couldn't make it you still get the meditation that's amazing sign up that's awesome i know so exciting oh oh my god i can't wait oh my god okay so <laughs> I just got you guys, I just got real sidetracked for a hot second. And then and then I was like, oh, my God, Caitlin, how was your new moon circle? Tell me about it. <laughs> it's like dead silent. And then you were like, <laughs> like this break, you came back to life. <laughs> So I good. had a moment. I had a moment. You had a moment. Was Chris making faces at you again? <laughs> oh, my God, no. But, like, he's bad. He always does. We were talking before this, you guys, because we, like, do a little catch-up before. And 
<clears throat> I told him we're doing the fucking podcast, and he literally is just like making faces at me and talking to me and like shouting things at me. I'm like, can you not do that? Like, you're so cute, it hurts. So like, go away. I can't look at your face right now. That is so funny. So I love funny. it. <laughs> Kills me. Oh, so good. Um, oh, my new moon circle. So that was on Saturday, and it was so good. It was the first one that we hosted at the space, and Alana and her boyfriend Aaron took us through a meditation, and we just set our intentions, and they taught us about what this new moon means. So basically, like, the one takeaway that I really got was uh, with each new moon, you're basically, like, planting the seeds. So when the full moon comes, you're, like, harvesting the seeds. So now is the time because we just had the new moon yesterday. So it's not – it's really not too late to, like, if you have some time today – just like sit down and lay out maybe like three intentions that you want to accomplish over the next month before or in the next few weeks before the full moon. And yeah, we had the singing bowl. I had, we had almost every person that was there was like someone completely new to the space, which was really exciting for me. And that just shows like the power of social media. That's how everyone found the event was through social media That's pretty so much, cool. which was so cool. And it was just really, it was just the transition of like rebranding is, it was pretty challenging. So that night was like the first night where I looked around and I felt like the transition was just done. It had completed. It was no longer the old space of Mint Body Gym. It was Exhale Wellness Studio. So it was really, really beautiful and touching. And I'm just so grateful for everyone that came out and I had like, one of my clients that I personal trained Madison is just like the cutest thing ever. And she calls it witchcraft. And she's like, I'll go to your witchcraft class. And she came. <laughs> and That's she, hysterical. She came and she fell asleep during the meditation and then woke up during the singing bowl, which if you're not familiar with the singing bowl, it's like it, it like vibrates the entire room. And That's it's crazy. She, she was like, what is this, like, Miss Congeniality shit? Because that's the only way to describe it, where you, like, put your hands on the glasses, and it's like, ooh. And oh so God. she, like, shot up and was like, where am I? And then she's like, who, who what is going on? <laughs> but she was so open-minded and got, like, a tarot card reading afterwards and ended up leaving and was like, that was amazing. So it was Aww. things like that where it was so cool. And so funny. That is so awesome. (laughs) I know. It was a great time. Guys, big things. Big Big things happening. I know. I know. We're already planning our next one, and I'm so excited. And I'm just trying to get some weirder, cooler, different events into this space. So that's been really lighting me up this week. Yay. Yay. Exactly. (coughs) Oh, sorry. My lingering cough is going to come up every so often. It's okay. I am feeling down and out right now. I'm so tired because I taught a 6 a.m. class this morning. So, you guys, you're getting the best of us right now. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, you really are. Yeah. That's early, girl. What time do you wake up? Five Mm -hmm. then? 5 a.m. I leave my house at 5.20. Yeah, cray. But actually, I like I don't want to complain because I actually love it because the people that come at 6 a.m. are the most motivated, dedicated fucking people. So even though I have to get up so early, I get there and I have like 14 people. You know what I mean? Like so good. Right. Like people are dedicated that so like they're ready to go and it's fun for me. 
That's amazing. Yeah, so um, that was our day, guys. That was our week and our day. There's your little recap synopsis. <laughs> we hope – okay, I just want to say we hope that you all loved the Money Honey episode. I got so many compliments from people on it. I forgot to tell you that, Caitlin. Oh, yay. Um, I had so many people that just were like, that's literally what I needed to hear. So we hope that you loved it. And if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it with last week's episode. Yeah, that was one of my favorites that we recorded. Me I was too. really excited about that. I don't know. Why, I don't even know why. It was just good. It was a good episode. So it thank you guys flowing. for the feedback. We always appreciate when you message us and tell us that and let us Totes. know. And um, I, I am trying to. I guess I, I made a decision to work on my f bombs because I felt like I've been dropping <laughs> a little too much. So I will try and reel it in for you guys. Control the dropping it. of the bombs. I'm not. I'm not sure if I can even control that. <laughs> you, you do much better than I do. I feel you like think I get, so? I think so. Oh, my God. Okay. I, mean, I well, think that's, so. Okay. Well, that makes me feel better. I don't I know. Guess. You guys tell us. Is, yeah, is how many F-bombs us. is too many F-bombs? Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Guys, sorry. Here we are. Okay. We're talking about episode of this week's episode. <clears throat> what, Lauren? Yeah. Topic. Sure. Topic of this week's episode. <laughs> my god is <laughs> Kaylin what even is you I can't um life after <laughs> life life after college I think is what we yes. decided on life yeah. after college <clears throat> um, which is but I, crazy AF. it is crazy it is crazy AF and I kind of want us to go through just like a really quick because you and I both have completely different totally. experiences of like what we did after high school and how we did college. So I kind of want you to share yours real quickly and I'll share mine real quickly and then we can like okay. roll from there about how how it's taken us to this point in our lives. Such a good idea. So, okay. I went to high school. Um, didn't get phenomenal grades. Uh, school was not my thing. I was really, really good at writing. Hello. <laughs> Does that make sense or what? Um, I was very good at writing, but I just was very terrible at science. Did you just hear that? Oh, yeah. That's okay. okay. You're good. I was... <laughs> that's a car, guys. I live on the road. If you didn't notice, now you know. You're podcasting from the side of the road. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> My house is literally on the road, so that's why you're hearing that. Um, Okay. I was terrible at science and math. I was great at English. So my grades weren't great, um, but I knew that I wanted to go to college because I just – that was really – like I didn't – I wasn't ever really told there were any other options. It was like you go to high school and then you go to college. Like unless there's like another thing that you like to do, but that wasn't really an option. So – and it wasn't like I was forced by anybody – I just kind of, I don't know. And and for myself, I knew that I wanted to get out of my current situation that I was in. So I was like, okay, I'm going to leave. I'm going to flee the nest and I'm going to go to college. Um, So I went to, my college experience is actually kind of funny. So I went to a small state school um, because I originally was going to go to college out of state. And I didn't get the financial aid or the funding that I wanted to. So at the last minute, like literally in August, we were supposed to go to school at like end of August. And in August, at the last minute, I pulled out of going out of state because I didn't get the funding. 
And I went for my fallback, which was a really small state school, not a good school. And I did not want to go there. It was like my fallback school, but I had no other option. So I ended up going there. I got there and I, no joke, you guys, was was there for three days. Three days. And I hated it so much that I moved back home and I commuted an hour and a half to class each day because I hated it so much that I would have rather slept at my house I was in a forced triple on the top bunk like literally the worst thing ever and the two girls that I roomed with were terrible and I just was always like unconventional like I was not the partying type I did not like Chris and I were together he was at at school um three hours away so I wasn't like going out and like getting buck wild and like (laughs) drinking my face off like all the other college people were like it just wasn't my scene and so I just felt so out of place so I moved back home um I finished out my semester and then I went and got continuing education credits from a local community college and while simultaneously applying to the large university University of New Hampshire um in my my home state and ended up getting in there and going to school for four years um at UNH transferring all those credits and I think we told you guys this before I've told you guys this before but I went to school to be a teacher so right out of high school I was like that's what I'm gonna do even when I went to that in-state state school um, I that's that was my choice. I left school and I didn't have any other option. I was like, I'm going to be an elementary school teacher and that's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Um, and so I went to school. I worked all my years through school. Um, I worked a full time job, if not two or three jobs. Um, there was at one there was one point where I was working. I was going to school full time and working three jobs which was cray because I... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was a lot Um, because I had to support myself. I didn't have anybody paying my rent. I didn't live on campus because I didn't, again, like I didn't love like the partying aspect and I just was like so unconventional. So I went to school, I went to college for four years and I didn't live on campus one single year, even my freshman year. Um, I lived in an apartment. I got my own apartment. I got a waitressing job. I grinded it out. Um, I went to class during the day. I babysat during the day and then I waitressed at night. So needless to say, my grades were fucking shit the first year of figuring it out. Like it was, you guys, it was painful Um, because it was just tiring, you know, like I was working Mm -hmm. and I was exhausted. I didn't want to fucking do like my goddamn statistics homework. Like I was just not uh, a school person. So... Anyway, I grinded it out. I made it through. Um, Second year in college is when I started the blog because I was, like I said, working three jobs, waitressing, hated what I was doing, and just like kind of needed an outlet. So I started the blog and um, would just write for an outlet. And then my senior year, I had prepared all my years. I had taken like my junior year very seriously and got really good grades, but it just wasn't enough to pull my GPA up uh, to the place that it needed to be to get into the graduate program Um, because in order to be a teacher in the state of New Hampshire, you have to go to graduate school. So I applied for the graduate program, like crossed all my T's, dotted all my I's, like had didn't even think I wasn't going to get in. Like literally was doing that whole manifesting thing that was like 
there's no other option like you're going to get in but clearly the universe was like this isn't right for you and I didn't get in devastated like sobbing for days on my bed and Chris was just like it's going to be fine we're going to figure <laughs> it out it's going to be fine um so then I was like well fuck what do I do so in my last semester of my senior year I had still been doing the blog and so I was like okay hey, marketing is like really the only thing I feel like I could do outside of teaching because all my experience was in teaching like I got internships in teaching I worked at a Montessori school teaching kids for all four years of college I babysat and I waitressed like I literally had no other experience doing anything um so I did what all not all but I did what a lot of people do when they don't know what to do or when they get out of school they just go get a corporate job because they think that's like what they should do so in my last semester of my senior year I got a corporate job in marketing and I worked 40 hours full time and then went to class at night to finish that out um and finished out graduated walked in graduation and literally a month later was like holy shit I cannot do this corporate gig this is terrible like Mm -hmm. oh my god like what am I doing like I know I don't want to be a teacher but like this is not for me Mm-hmm. Um, love like literally learned so much and loved everybody that I worked with I will never stop like praising them because they were just it was they were a really great team and I really did learn a lot but I just couldn't sit in a cubicle I just like felt so stifled and if you're feeling that way it's so normal to feel that way we are made to think that that's what we need to do with our life that we need to just hate our jobs and hate our lives and grind it out but it's so not true you have so many options in life and you have one life so why waste it um that's my little soapbox moment but um so I finally said I'm just gonna take a leap of faith and I'm gonna do the blog full-time and Chris was like okay honey and like what does that look like like okay let's talk about this more he was really supportive but he was like okay like you were very excited because I was I was very excited to get the the job I got you know I was in like a fight or flight stage because I was like what the fuck am I gonna do so I get this job and then I just ended. I was so excited because I thought, you know, I would love marketing like and I was marketing in fashion, which was cool because I love clothes like that's my other love. I really do love clothes. If I had more money, I would buy more clothes. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it was in it was for Timberland. So and it was in their social media marketing department, which was really cool. And I got to like run their sample closet and run their photo shoots and run their blog and it was a really really fun job it just wasn't a job for me um Mm -hmm. and so I ended up leaving the last year that was a year ago now I left I got my nutrition certification um so essentially I am come full circle I'm back to teaching people but I'm just teaching adults now I'm teaching adults how to be healthy and happy and live their best life so long-winded answer (laughs) that is my college experience Caitlin what was yours um mine was different so I mean it was similar in some ways so I ended up we'll start with high school I ended up graduating from high school a semester early because I didn't have a lot of friends I had switched high schools my junior year and so people didn't really weren't really accepting of me so I didn't have any friends there and I wanted to get out of there and I wanted to make money because my parents had just 
divorced, so it was a little stressful uh, financially, and I kind of, I was pretty much on my own as soon as my parents divorced. They couldn't, you know, really afford. I was the same way. Yeah, so I wanted to get out of high school and just start making money, so I graduated a semester early, and then I was just, I was working at like Abercrombie and Fitch at the time, and was just like full-time there, and then when the fall semester came around for ASU, I enrolled and I moved into the dorms, the shittiest dorms that there were at ASU, if you're familiar. They were, I don't even think they, I don't even know if they exist anymore. I know they remodeled them, so I don't know, maybe they do still, but they were called Manzanita, and I got paired <laughs> up with this, I got paired up with this girl from New York, my dorm mate, and she was, I learned quickly, like, super into partying, uh, did a lot of coke, brought home a lot of guys. Jeez. Yeah, it was it was like the most, dis- I was just so disgusted and so like, this is not how I want to, and the dorms themselves were like nasty and disgusting and she was gross. We didn't get along. Um, I was just getting into a relationship at the time. And then, so I moved out of the dorms. I don't even think I made it. I think I made it maybe half a semester. That's it was so funny. It, Hashtag yeah. twinning. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I was like, get me the fuck out of here. Uh-huh. So I... I don't think, did I move back home? I think I bounced between like one of my parents' houses and the other parents' house. And my mom, as soon as I was old enough to get out, my mom didn't want us, my mom didn't want me being there. So I think I bounced between like my dad's, sometimes at my mom's house, then at my boyfriend's house. So it was just kind of like bouncing around from house to house, trying to figure it out. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to school every day. I don't know why. I was pursuing a degree in communications because I just didn't even know what to do. So that was just like a baseline degree. I'm just going to go for this. And I wasn't happy. And so I decided I don't want to spend money because I was paying for it. And my dad was helping a little bit. And I was like, I don't want to spend all of this money on something that I'm not passionate about. So I'm going to drop out and I'll go to like a community college. So then I tried a community college for a little bit. I'm like, same thing, totally uninspired. I don't know what I'm doing. What, like, what, why am I spending this money? So then I dropped out of there. And so at that time was when my boyfriend and I at the time moved in together. And I just started working for small businesses. So I was just kind of falling in love with that process of seeing a business being built from the ground up. And some of them were fueled by passion some of them were fueled by money and fear so it was it really that's kind of when I fell in love with like the small business world and then him and I moved to I think I've shared this before we moved to Virginia for a summer and we worked on his uncle's farm so when we came back we decided to start our own farm so we transformed our yard or we got a house in Tempe changed the whole yard into an urban farm and we were selling to farmers markets and restaurants and so I was co-owning a business at 20 I was 21 at the time so that was a really big learning experience but then I like things started unraveling with him and I and at the same time I was questioning why I was doing it because it was his dream and as much as I enjoyed it I was living someone else's dream and that's always been like the biggest thing for me is I don't want I don't want to I don't want to live someone else's dream I just I don't I can't I'm not happy that way and I'm not fulfilled so we ended up breaking up I moved in with my Nana and I was just like okay I'm gonna take some time to figure out who I am and what I want and so I didn't have a job and that was a really stressful time I didn't have a college education which 
can be a little bit stressful and a lot of people tell you, at least for me, my family and most people would tell me that I, you know, I needed that degree to get a job. You need that corporate job. You need that stability. You need that safety. They just fucking drill it into you. And so that was a really challenging time where I was trying to figure out what my future looked like. And I never, I, I still, you know, you just feel so lost and it's a really confusing time to be so young and so lost and be surrounded by people that don't support that or try and encourage you. And so they just kind of like beat you down and just tell you, you need to figure it out. You just need to get a job. You just need to make money, like get your shit together. When I knew there was something deeper that I was searching for. So luckily my Nana let me stay there for like a year and I um, was working for like a naturopath and then I worked for a chiropractic office and I kind of like moved my way up there and they're both small businesses owned by women so that was a really cool experience to see and then I went back to school. I went to the Southwest Institute of Healing Arts for holistic nutrition because during the farming time that's when I fell in love with nutrition and the impact that it had on my body and just like that connection. So I told myself if I ever go back to school, I need to do it my way. And so I had checked out ASU again for the nutrition program and it was just like too connected to the, I don't know what you want to say, like the medical world. It wasn't really nutrition. It was, it just didn't resonate with me. And um, so I went to the Southwest Institute of Healing Arts for Holistic Nutrition and got certifications through there and after that it's like I it just slowly started coming together so the chiropractic office was great but it wasn't fulfilling and I was making money but then I was spending it in ways to like fill up void so it was going out and getting my hair done and my nails done it was just like very materialistic because I still wasn't fulfilled completely um and little by little, how did I even jump from there? I think I started working for a oh, I started working for a juicing company shortly after that. And that was really interesting to watch because they were one of the companies that kind of ran ran their business from a place of fear. It was very fear-based and money-driven. And it was so it was interesting to be in the wellness world, but see it a little bit darker side to it. So that was pretty eye-opening. And then I got involved with uh, the boutique meal services company after that. And then there was like potential for me to coach there or I was doing like the newsletters. So that's when everything kind of started making more sense in that in that world. And then I started bartending for this uh, small brewery in Phoenix called Red House. And they they, I admire them so much in the way that they ran their business because it was so community driven and it was so passionate and they're so talented and just like aesthetically their brand is beautiful. So that's like another piece of the puzzle when I started realizing what I wanted my path to look like. And then I found Mint Body and it was personal training combined with nutrition coaching. And so I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to take a jump into that, even though I'd never been a personal trainer before, so I got certified through NASM, and I got to combine my training with my nutrition coaching, and then I wanted something bigger, so I wanted to sit down with them with the opportunity to buy in as a partner, and instead, they wanted to sell it to me, so now I own the space, and I rebranded it, and it's just... The whole point of like sharing all these little details is that during the process, during the journey, all of these years, 
there are so many points where none of it makes any sense and you're questioning what am I doing I feel so lost the people around you sometimes at least in my case don't understand it you're just this black sheep you don't it makes no sense at all and it's really you hit some really dark moments because you don't understand and you don't know where it's going and people are telling you one thing but you're feeling something completely different but the whole re like it all makes sense it all starts making sense like I can promise you at some point if you just keep following the things that make you happy or curious or passionate about it starts coming together and now when I look back at it I took something from each one of those small businesses there was a reason why I didn't go to college and it's a very I lived a very different path than a lot of people lived but it's allowed me to become a business owner at 27. I really believe that. I think if I would have taken the alternative and just gone to ASU and got a degree I wasn't excited about and a corporate job and maybe had all this, maybe had security, but nowadays I don't really believe that that's true, um, I wouldn't be where I'm at. So if you're feeling lost and you're feeling scared and you're feeling like people don't understand you, just know that you're not alone and that's why Lauren and I wanted to to open up and share this journey with you guys. Exactly. And like... It's and it's like normal to feel that way that you're not being supported and um, to feel kind of lost like our our society makes people that don't do things the um, socially acceptable way as weird or different or not going to be successful. Um, And I totally agree and with Caitlin on the fact that even though you might be doing four different jobs and you're in a limbo phase right now and you don't really know what you're doing, what is the learning lesson that you're taking from it? Like, yeah, I worked at, you know, a shitty ass waitressing job that I had to be there. We served until midnight. We were Ugh. serving food until midnight. I didn't get home until 1.30 in the morning. Yes, I worked up at a place teaching TRX and the management was fear-based, just like you said. And it was it was like, yes, the people that I worked with I enjoyed, the clients I enjoyed, the management was not good. Not good. And we learn we learn little things, um, little pieces from each thing we're doing. And right now you might not be able to see, you know, it's like they say, like you can't see the trees while you're in the woods. Like, mm-hmm. you can't see the trees from the woods. Like, you might not be able to see your direct path. Um, but what are the learning lessons you're taking from what you're doing currently? And how are they going to move you forward? Um, I think it's really important. Like, there are still times right now where I feel like, oh, my God. Like, I'm still babysitting two days a week for the flower girl from my wedding she's like the cutest little girl and sometimes I'm like why am I doing this like this isn't helping me and in a lot of ways yes it is it's giving me a little bit of security two days a week um in order to grow my dream and you know be able to have flexibility to be able to hang out with her but be also be studying for another certification that I'm getting to be able to you know spend time with her make money but also be working on my newsletter while I'm hanging out with her like there is something good in everything and like Caitlin just like you said like we want people to understand that there are going to be people that aren't going to support you we did a whole podcast on that Caitlin do you remember what the topic was Oh, when your um, when your family doesn't support your yeah. job or something. Yeah. Um, 
that's a fantastic episode. If you haven't listened to it, you guys should go back and listen to it. Um, but I had the same thing. Like there were people that told me, honestly, you're never going to make it. Like, yeah, I'm not kidding. Like you're never, that's never going to work. I had, I had people very close to me that were like, you're not doing that. Like you've worked so hard to go to college. Like you're not just leaving. Mm -hmm. Like you're not just leaving and like not going to be a teacher. Like, no, yes, I am. Like I am leaving to, and I'm not going to be a teacher and it's going to be okay. Like the world is going, it's going to be fine just because, you know, someone has told you that you have to go to college or, well, what are you going to do? You know, mm-hmm. like, well, what are you going to do after this? It's so not secure. No, actually, if you go out there and you make your own money and you're smart and you save and you make your own job, that is safe and that is secure because you have the reins. You hold the power. Exactly. It's so true. And it's really just a testament to their own fears and insecurities. So, like, I would leave my family hangouts or like I would dread going totally. to holiday things because people would be like, so what are you doing? And it was, that's always, it's like, like you were a failure. Families. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people will define you by what you do or how totally. much money you make. And that's very much in my family. Like it's all image to them. So like if it doesn't matter if you're fucking unhappy and it doesn't, it really doesn't matter as long as you're making money, you have a car, you have the nice car, the nice house. That's really all that matters. So I would leave every one of those things just sobbing because no one understood me. No one got me. No one supported me. No one validated me. It was, it was really, it was really, really challenging, but it's, it's also now that I'm older and now that I've gotten through it, it's because my family is isn't risk takers. They're just not, they like security and stability or the, the thought of it. They, that, I mean, they, they tell themselves that a corporate career, even though they fucking hate it, even though they're miserable, it doesn't matter because you're getting payroll and you're getting benefits. So that's all that matters. Live for your weekends, look, hang on to those for dear life. And then when Monday rolls around, just, you know, be, go back into your Grind depression because your job is just horrible. Exactly. Yeah. So for them to watch me do something completely different where it's like, okay, well, I'm going to, sacrifice the benefits and the pay at first to jump and follow my dreams and it and it can be triggering for them sometimes when I'm talking about my job and I love it and I love what I do every day and totally. they don't want to hear it because they don't live that life they they don't want to hear that I'm happy in that way so know that the people around you I know that does tie into our other episode but just know that those people that are just shitting on you it has to do with their own insecurities and fears and they're trying to put that on you and they're trying to bring you down. So as hard as it is, just plug your ears and ignore them and just keep trucking because it has nothing to do with you. Yeah. And know that like everybody's post-college life looks different. You know, like there are some people that get out of college and they go into finance and they love making money and they live in the city and you know, they don't ever see trees and they can't like they can they can they can walk to get everything which is great yeah you know like everybody lives a different life you don't have to get out of college and just do what you did while you're in college I know so many girls from school who are still going out on the weekends partying living for like chugging your fucking beer in a snapchat story like Mm -hmm. because not because they want to but because they don't know what the fuck else to do yeah. Like, like, 
and that's okay. Like if, if, if you still want to be in that party stage and you don't want to settle down or you don't want to, you know what I mean? Like that's okay. Like that's, it's an okay choice to make. That's your own choice to make, but know that there are so many options for you out there. Like you can go, if you want to go fucking be a hairdresser, go be a hairdresser. Like if you want to go and be a babysitter for a little while while you figure out what you want to do, go do it. Like if, if you want to live with your girlfriends and have like a wild fun year after college, go do that too. If you want to go live with your boyfriend and get a house like me, like go do that. Like yeah. that is any choice is the whatever is good for you is what's good. You know, don't allow somebody else's insecurities or somebody else's visions of what post-college life should be like alter who you are and what you feel like is right for you. Exactly. Amen, girl. It looks different for every one of us. And that's cool. That's okay. That's great. It's amazing. And it's going to be hard. Like there's going to be times where you have that. Like I just posted an Instagram story or an Instagram post about it. But there's going to be those times where like you have that messy middle where you're like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't even know. I can't even tell you like where, excuse me, where to go from here. Like I just, I don't even know what's up or down, what's right or wrong. Like, you know, it's hard. Like, it's hard. It's hard. You know, right now, like in this economy that or you know, where we're living, like we all get out of school or a lot of us and you have a shit ton of debt and you mm-hmm. don't know what to do. Yeah. And you're like, why are these people like driving Rolls Royces and like, you know, getting out of school and having BMWs and like I'm over here like driving my Honda and like can't even afford fucking pasta. Like, yeah, they're. Student loans are real. Student loans are are happening more and more to people. Um, and know that what you're doing, like working hard, is going to get you somewhere in life. Just like trust that. You know, like if you're working extra hours, if you're working long hours and you have those student loans and like, like I feel the same way. You know, I have a lot of student loans and I'm working really hard and it's a stressful thing. Mm-hmm. Um but there will become one day when you'll pay off your student loans and you'll be like, wow, I learned so much. Even if you didn't learn, you couldn't apply like direct things from college. Like I did. I grew so much in college. I am glad that I went. Um, I am not glad about my student loans. Like maybe I could have gone to a community college or, you know, like there are other options. But mm-hmm. I think it's looking on the bright side and recognizing that whatever works for you works for you. Yeah. And at the time you made the best decision for yourself. So you can't really judge the journey and like look back and say that you regret going and now I have all these loans and I'm not using my degree. And it's like, well, instead of that mindset, just flip it. And like Lauren said, what can you, what did you learn? How did you grow? How did you evolve? Because there's, there's always those lessons in everything. And, and I would say from my own experience, don't, don't get a degree because you feel like that's, that's going to help you find yourself or give you the solution. Because I know people that were like, you know what? I feel really lost. I don't know what I'm doing in my career. I'm just going to go back to school and like, it will, it will just happen. And it's like, well, no, like school's not going to give you the answers unless you're, you're also searching for the answers. Like they're not yes. just going to get handed to you. They're, like you're going to graduate with this degree and then you think everything's going to make sense. Not necessarily. So if you're going to spend all of this money because it's very expensive, like you have to fully emotionally invest too. I do. You can't just check out and think that you're going to graduate and life's going to be easy because it's not. Now you now have to deal with the loans. 
if you can't get a job right away or you still don't know what you're doing, like how are you going to pay that? And then it becomes a whole snowball of more problems. So totally. you have to really, you have to be, yeah, emotionally make that switch for sure. Definitely. And I think, um, you know, Chris and I both being self-employed now, like Chris went in and worked for a company for a little while uh, and then realized that that's not his jam and that's not what he wanted to do. And now he works for his for himself and, you know, is working with his dad um, to learn an apprentice under him to one day take over the family business, which is awesome. And it's like such a cool thing. Um, but I think, you know, it's hard it's hard to make that switch and make that decision of like but everybody is doing it you know like mm-hmm. chris went to school and like all of his friends work in finance like literally mm-hmm. all of them we were just talking about this he went to school and had like a, a reunion this past weekend and it's funny like he goes up to school and he's like everybody fucking hates their life and hates their jobs but they work in finance because they they don't know what else to do because like you mm-hmm. went to a great school chris went to a really good school um you know you go to a good school you like and then what like what do you do now like now you spent this money and you've gone to a great school and like you know are you looked at as a failure if you don't do that if you don't go do something you hate like I don't think so and I don't think anybody should feel that way um but it's just rewriting that stereotype you know totally and I think people get stuck in the trap too of like they go, they finish high school, they go to college, they get the job. Okay, now yep. what's next? I need to get married. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a baby. And then they look back and they're unhappy. <laughs> yeah, they're like, like shit. I just wasted yeah. all those years. Yeah, because you're just going through the motions of what you think society is telling you to do. And I feel like just now in our generation, we finally have come to a point where we're kind of making our own rules where we don't have to follow that path anymore. You don't mm-hmm. have to marry the person you're in the relationship with. If you're not happy – like you don't just have you don't yes, have get to marry out. them. You don't totally. have to like and then having a baby is and not And I have like, a friend you- I have a friend that did that and I couldn't tell you how proud and how like how like literally honored I am to be her friend, to be friends with somebody that made a choice in her life that was like I'm not going to make the stereotypical choice. I'm going to make the choice that's right for me. And maybe it's going to be hurtful for a little while and it's going to hurt, you know, it's going to hurt but I'm not going to do that. And that's freaking hard. And if you're that person and you're in that situation, do what your heart tells you to do. Don't do anything for somebody else. Do it for you. No. And don't do it for the idea of something or yeah. the image of something because I've known women that will that will jump into a relationship. They don't care who the guy is. They just want to fill that role oh, of a husband yeah. and then they want to fill the role of a father and it becomes a really ugly relationship and then they bring children into it and then they put mm-hmm. those things on those children and it's so selfish and it's just for the image it's just for the instagram picture it's just to say that they're so happy and like everything is so great when in reality there's just so much dark shit and i have a really big problem with bringing children into that situation 100%, because i just me too like you're you're now fucking up someone else's life because mm-hmm. you wanted this image of this perfect life mm-hmm. when you know you're not living it and that really like really gets me going so like totally and so what we're saying like i guess where we're getting at here is like it's a snowball effect so if you don't make and we don't say this to like scare you or you know like make you worried about like the future in life and think too hard about it but you know it's a snowball effect if if you don't put your foot down and make decisions about your life somebody else is always going to control your life 
You need to yeah. be the one to make the decisions for you about your own life. Why put that in the power of someone else, you know? Take the power exactly. back on your life and make those choices. And it starts with life after college. Like, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? It's a really hard and scary time. And if you want to sit in a ball and cry about it for a little while, like, that's okay. Do that. It's and then totally find your okay. way out of the woods and figure out your choices. Because if you allow other people to make those choices for you forever, you're going to be stuck and you're going to look back when you're 35 um, and be like, oh my God, I wish I lived this so differently. It's so true. That's like this year has been such a big revolution for me because it's been asking myself the question like every day, like what inspires me? How can I live a more inspired life? What makes me feel good? And that's not being selfish because it's made me a better partner to other people. It's made me an extraordinarily better friend. Mm -hmm. I'm happier myself. My business is happier. My clients are happier because I'm checking in with what makes me happy instead of going through the motions every day of waking up, doing the same thing, ignoring what I'm feeling. Like you just, just smack yourself in the face and like what, if you're feeling lost, this is like, this is what really helped me a lot was I was reading Elizabeth, Elizabeth Gilbert's um, book, the, and it was, it was talking about how like a lot of people will tell you to follow your passion and that will just, everything will make sense. And a lot of people don't know what they're passionate about, so they get mm-hmm. stuck there. And so she said to follow things that make you curious. And that's how, like, that's why my my Instagram handle is Caitlin Curiosity because it was, like, just following the things that make you curious. So for me, it was, like, small businesses. It was wellness. It was just, like, starting with the things that excited me and made me curious. I, was, I didn't have to be completely passionate about them and make them my life and my world. It was just things that, like, oh, cool, this really excites me. I'm going to get a part-time job doing that or I'm going to go to this event on the weekend and just like dip your toes in and it all starts coming together. Like just take those baby steps instead of telling yourself like I have to have it all figured out. I need to know exactly what I'm passionate about and I need to figure out the steps like today because you don't. Totally. It doesn't work that way. I promise you. Never. <laughs> hit a fucking wall and then you're like, oh, and it makes it even worse. Totally. I love that you said that. Can Will you send me – are you done with that book? Will you send it to me? I want to read it. That sounds so interesting. Yes, I will. Yeah. And we'll put it in the show notes so you guys can look into it too if you want to. Cool. Yeah, definitely. Oh my God. Sorry, guys. We totally brain dumped on you. We hope this was like the best episode ever because I felt like it was a good one. I just blacked out. We used to do that all the time. Remember when we just like black out? I'm like, what did we just talk about? What did we just say? So you I know that, that means we guys. love you. Honestly, like, you know, that means we love you when we black the fuck out and don't even know what we're saying or talking about. And then at the end, we're like, oh, my God, that was bomb. <laughs> I know. It's just because it's coming from like a very authentic, like a heart centered place. Totally. So it's just uh, it's something we're so passionate about, too. And we just want to make you guys feel like you're not alone because there's so many of us that just feel so alone in that journey and so lost. And that's the beauty of social media and things like podcasts where we can come together, all of us, and be like, hey, girl, you are not alone. We are in this together. And, like, it's Uh kind of not really ironic that, like, our businesses are wellness coaching. Like, we want you guys to live the happiest, healthiest lives you can live. So, like, hey, we're always here to drop those truth bombs on you. Exactly. And I think that's, I mean, that's why we do what we do too, is because we've, we've lived it. Like we didn't just have 
this easy, beautifully carved path. Yes. And some people do, and that's cool. But like we didn't, and now At we want to help yeah. other women who are going through something similar. So grab our hands, ladies, and We're let's doing do this thing. Doing it. <laughs> <laughs> are such dorks. I know, honestly. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Oh, we love you guys. Yeah, we love you guys so much and we're so lucky and thankful that you listen. Um let us know if you do listen. Like we love it. I had someone that told me the other day like Money Honey was their most favorite episode we've ever recorded. Um share. I know, right? Like share with us so and tell good. us that. We love you so much. Follow us on Instagram. At Honestly Uncensored is the podcast um, Insta. And then I'm Blissfully Lively and Caitlin. I'm Caitlin Curiosity. Woohoo! <laughs> Woohoo! All right, happy oh. Friday. Yes, happy Friday. I'm going to edit this and upload it pronto. So you guys have this before the weekend. You can listen to it over the weekend. All that good stuff. We love you guys. We Yay. hope you have an amazing weekend. Take some time with this new moon for some new intentions, even if that means like what your life looks like, what excites you, write it down, take a new class this weekend, do something fun. Yes, totally. Do something for you. Do something for you, girl. Or or men. There's men that listen. Yeah, anything, sorry. But Any I, guys sorry, guys. <laughs> you, you too, dude. Yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> when a guy tells me he listen, I'm like, oh, Sorry. You're like, whoopsies. Like, you got through the whole thing? Yeah. Just wait till uh, next week when we're talking about intimacy and sex. So, uh, hey. I was just going to plug. Next week, we are going to be talking with one of my favorite people, Jade from Denby. And we're going to be talking about being an intuitive lover. I'm so excited I'm to so, meet her. So for, oh, my God. She's like a freaking unicorn goddess so. I like, feel like I have so many questions I'm gonna ask her. Uh, oh I know I am like I this is what I do all day long I'm like Jade let me pick like, your brain Jade, yeah oh my god like guys it's gonna be a full-on girls conversation like you know those conversations <sighs> that you have with your best friend aka Caitlin and I off air where you're like yeah. so did this happen to you the other night because it happened to me and like yeah girl, uh. <laughs> yeah, girl. yeah girl I'm so so, I'm so fucking excited. This I'm like the best episode bubbling ever. right now. Me too. I'm like <laughs> smiling ear to ear because I'm just thinking about all the yeah. things. <laughs> We've never talked about sex on the podcast. I'm so excited. Me too. <laughs> uh, okay, guys. That's where we'll end it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Love you all. Peace out. Love you guys. Bye. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>